0: To my two cents podcast, episode 62, which is entitled It Is What It Is. I am your host, G2, and before I get into today's topics, let me read all the national food days of the week. Today, for February 20th, today is Muffin Day as well as Cherry Pie Day. Tomorrow, February the 21st, will be Sticky Bun Day as well as Pancake Day. February the 22nd, Margarita Day. So drink responsibly. February the 23rd is banana bread day, February 24th, tortilla chip day, as well as chili day, February the 25th, clam chowder day, as well as chocolate covered peanuts day, and February the 26th is pistachio day. Now, before I get into the topics, I just want to give you a quick update on the Demontero case. It was the black FedEx driver that I mentioned last week. They got shot at by two white um, individuals. Well, they did not bump the charges of the cases. That's the name. Well, their name are the Chases family. There's the father and a son. But the Chases are now out on bail. And um, Gibson's attorneys are calling for their charges to be immediately upgraded. But again, it hasn't happened yet. So, again, I will be keeping my eye directly on this case. Remember, DeMontero is a black 24 year old FedEx driver who got shot at by two uh white individuals a brandon case and well Brandon yeah Brandon case and a Gregory case either way these two guys are facing like they're not facing like criminal criminal charges they're facing like felonious uh attempt to cause bodily injury to Mr Gibson again this is so stupid I just want to give you that update they did not uh update their well, they're charges. Now, I want to talk about something before I get into like the heavy topics. This is like a little fun thing for me. I want to uh say congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. They are the Super Bowl champions. They beat the Bengals 23 to 20 last Sunday. I watched the game, it was a nice entertaining game. With this win, you had um Aaron Donald getting his first Super Bowl ring. You have Matthew Stafford getting his first Super Bowl ring. And this is after two years ago, his wife had a brain tumor and they did a whole story about that. So this was a nice, good, feel good story for Matthew Stafford. And for me personally, we got to see Odell Beckham Jr. get his first Super Bowl ring. And to me, that was really, uh, that was real sentimental because not for me personally, but just me watching Odell Beckham Jr. and seeing how people would, critique Odell Beckham Jr., you will hear reports about Odell Beckham Jr. being hard to work with in certain NFL teams, and not him not being the right person, or him being too much flash, and not really having that much skill, and all that type of stuff, but be him being in Los Angeles, him being with the Rams, it was just a nice fit, and he got his first Super Bowl ring, and I like to always root for flashy guys that have all the charisma in the world, like an Odell Beckham Jr., and the Chad Johnsons and the Terrell Owens and all these guys that are charismatic because you want to know why. These are the guys that basically build up the NFL on their back, but they get criticized by everybody else. But they're the reason why you watch the game more than anything, besides just the whole tackle-tackle stuff. You watch to see somebody catch a ball going to the touchdown well the field goal get a touchdown and then do whatever they do either be a touchdown celebration or them showing off or whatever the case may be these are the flashy guys these are the skilled professionals that you go out there to see so Odell Beckham Jr. getting this ring in LA it's it was a real like feel good moment and it's also after he like had a like I don't know if he like had a bum knee or whatever but I saw whenever he like Dropped the ball. He caught the ball, but he dropped it, and he dropped down. And he had to hold onto his knee. And later throughout the week, it was reported that Odell Beckham Jr. did, uh, tear his ACL for the second time, so he will have to undergo knee surgery. But at least he has a Super Bowl ring to at least comfort himself. So again, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. I want to talk about the Super Bowl halftime, if you will. The Super Bowl halftime was obviously it was headlined by, um, Dr. Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige. Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem with a special guest appearance from 50 Cent, which I was extremely happy to see because 50 Cent, I believe, should have been there. And I'm glad they held it off as a little special thing for people not to know, but we were all speculating on it. Because Dr. Dre has been... I didn't know this until after the Super Bowl. He's been influential in every single person's uh career. I knew about the Snoop Dogg's influence. He was helping Snoop Dogg out. I knew about him with the Kendrick Lamar deal. I knew him with Eminem. I did not know him helping out Mary J. Blodge until I looked back and I did some of their history. They worked on he worked on some of Mary's uh singles back in her day, like some of her big records. And he's also gonna be helping her uh produce her next album that she's doing. So Dr. Dre had his hand in each one of these people's careers, so I now understand the affiliate why Mary J. was there. At first, I didn't understand it, but now, looking back and seeing it, I was happy to um, know that history. But I enjoyed that halftime show. I truly did. I was sitting in my chair, and I was so gleaming and smiling directly just at the television, just watching that halftime performance, and I was so happy. And... When I saw Fifty pop up, I was incredibly happy because I was like, "Yes!" And him wearing the freaking uh, uh, modern day upgraded version of a tank top for Fifty Cent, he, and that was great because that brought back Fifty Cent of G Unit era Fifty, which personally that's the era that me and my brothers like got into. Fifty Cent because he got out with the Get Rich or Die Trying, and he. Uh, had a video game with it and we got the video game we played it as children and i mean that's how we got in well in my head in well my older brother he was already into 50 cent but that's how i technically got really jousted into the 50 cent like buying into 50 cent like going all the way in like okay 50 50 50 also you guys are lucky boy i'm just gonna be blunt with you you guys are lucky that 50 cent is a jokey jokey type of guy because let me tell you something he is allowing y'all to get these jokes off about him being uh hanging upside down and being a little bit hefty with himself doing the whole 50 uh, cent in the club intro. You understand? Him hanging upside down, him looking just puffier than he did back what in the early 2000s? You guys are lucky that 50 cent allow y'all to get off with that because you guys know how 50 cent is on the internet. That man is ruthless. He doesn't playing around, he can crack jokes on you all day because he has time, which is crazy because he produces a whole lot of television shows, and you would think he wouldn't have time to crack on people, but boy, does 50 create that time to crack on you, and he's going to constantly do it until he gets done with you, so I'm glad that 50 Cent is allowing everybody to crack on him, and I'm glad that he even got in on the jokes himself with that, so again, congratulations to Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick, Mary J, and also 50 Cent, as well, let me read you guys something here. Los Angeles Times did publish this right-wing pundit Candace Owens loved the Super Bowl halftime. Her followers were not uh, so they weren't uh, they didn't enjoy it. As the article read, the Super Bowl halftime show has been a flashpoint for cultural grievances. Just ask Janet Jackson. While we may never be sure who at the NFL knew that Eminem was going to take a knee, or which lyric changes the demand. to The League demanded of Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre beforehand. The show itself, which also features Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blodger, 50 Cent, was a celebration of Black LA music and classic hip-hop that was instantly deemed one of the best halftime shows of all time. I don't know how many halftime shows they have. I know there's been a lot of halftime shows, but this one immediately pops in my head personally because I was ready to see this one. But getting back to the article. Nevertheless, some right-wing commentators were quick to criticize both The League and the performers. The NFL is now the League of Sexual Anarchy, wrote Charlie Kirk, podcaster and founder of the far-right activist group Turning Points USA. This halftime show should not be allowed on television. Dear at NFL slash at Pepsi, what was the message of the halftime show? Wrote former Trump press secretary and Dancing with the Stars alum Sean Spicer. Trump loyalist author Nick Adams pinned that Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, and Lee Greenwood will put on a better halftime show while calling the participants, well, calling participating artists hoodlums. When Candace owns a black right wing commentator and a favorite of Kanye West in this peak mega era, they didn't have to go do that. They didn't have to do that. They could have just go on with this. Anyway, praise the set as an excellent Super Bowl halftime performance, undeniable hip hop and RB excellence. Her own fans revolted in the comments. Her readership's broad consensus, the first time I haven't agreed with you. Another person wrote, this sucks. Well, this crap sucks. Just because you like the music doesn't mean it was good. Another person wrote, you gotta be kidding. The halftime performance was painful. And another person wrote, horrible. I knew I wasn't the audience for that. Obviously, let me me say this right now. If you're not a fan of hip-hop music, you should have known off-rip. They promoted this, what, months in advance? That it was going to be Mary J. Blige, 50, uh, not 50, but Mary J., uh, M., Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, and Snoop. You knew off-rip what was going to go down. You knew what was going to be playing there. If you're going to complain about that, you know what you're going to do. you could have got your butt up, walk into your kitchen, fix yourself a sandwich or something, and sit there and just wait until the music was done, and then go back and watch all the other commercials as you do. You didn't have to sit there and watch the performance, ladies and gentlemen. You don't got to do that. You have television. You have social media. We are in the age that you have everything. If you don't want to watch them, guess what? You can click or you can get on your phone and go on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or anything else. Netflix, HBO Max. I mean, there's a plethora of digital content that you can go to while that Super Bowl halftime show was going if you didn't like it. So, obviously, if you're not the audience for it, guess what? You can. Turn from it. You don't got to complain about it. You just turn from it and then wait until it's back to the regular Super Bowl, the game. Anyway, I enjoyed the halftime show. I enjoy them having the representation of Los Angeles culture. I would have loved to be in Los Angeles just to see their culture, not going around the dangerous spots, even though I think that I can benefit going to some of the dangerous locations in California because I have my demeanor, me knowing how I am. And my people know how i am i'm able to just slide into anywhere because i am real real oblivious to a lot of things and i think people can see me being oblivious and they'll be like he has no idea what he's doing does he and then somebody will walk up to me even though i have heard that people will say you can't wear this color you can't wear this hat. I know those type of things, but if I were to go in somebody's neighborhood, I think somebody would know that I'm oblivious to this and they would not press up on me as I have seen YouTube videos of people getting pressed up on you walking into the wrong neighborhood. Anyway, I enjoyed them representing the LA culture. I enjoyed seeing the guys coming out at the end of uh, right where the... uh, when it was still Dre Day, the last song of the Super Bowl halftime show, you saw the dudes coming out, and the Dickies, the Chucks, and everything else, that's representing of LA culture. You saw Snoop. Uh, it was reported that he could not have worn a blue bandana. So, Snoop did what they wanted him to do. He didn't technically wear a bandana. He had an outfit that was the imprint of a blue bandana. So, technically, he did follow their wishes. So, you can't get mad at that. I did enjoy seeing Snoop crit walk on the Super Bowl. I'm not going to front. I was hoping to see a crit walk, and I did see one, so I was happy to see that too. So now with that being said, again, I enjoyed the Super Bowl halftime show. Now getting on with the heavy topics here, and let's start off with one. This comes from the Daily Beast, as it reads, five Christian school officials hid horrific locker room Uh, Sex assault police say, as the article reads, five officials at a private Christian academy in Texas are facing felony charges over accusations they failed to notify, notify authorities after a ninth grader reported being sexually assaulted by an older student during a hazing incident on freshman initiation day. That's disgusting. The three administrators and two athletic coaches at Midland Christian School are identified in an arrest warrant affidavit obtained by the Daily Beast as Superintendent Jared Owen Lee, Secondary School Principal Dana Elizabeth Ellis, Athletic Director Gregory Neil McClendon, Assistant Secondary School Principal Matthew David Counts, and Baseball Coach Barry Lee Russell. Boy, do they got some long names. What's up with that? Cut it down. We are motivated in all facets by our faith in Jesus Christ, attempting to serve as a reflection of God's unconditional love for all people, Midland Christians website proclaims we seek to honor the Lord in all that we do by operating Midland Christian School in a manner consistent with biblical principles. It is important to us that every word and deed engaged in Midland Christian School, its employees, representatives volunteers and the students be consistent with an infreverance of Midland Christian schools' religions, religious purpose, both publicly and privately. But the five school officials apparently did not live up to those tenants following the alleged January attack, which was first exposed by the Midland Reporter Telegram. On January 28th, a detective with the Midland Police Department was notified about a possible sexual assault of a child that had occurred eight days earlier after baseball practice at Midland Christian. In an interview with authorities, the unnamed victim said he had just stepped into the locker room to get changed when the lights were turned off. Someone said it was freshman initiation day, and a 10th grader began hitting the 9th grader. The 9th grader's hands were pinned down, and he was flipped over onto his back. The affidavit states he was then sexually assaulted with a baseball bat, as other students looked on and cheered, it says, the next day the freshman student told school officials what had happened and then nothing. The two of them see each other every day as they are on the same baseball team the Alpha David goes. On February the 11th, police investigators showed up at Midland Christian and spoke with Ellis, the principal of the secondary schools. She told cops that she was aware of the incident and that it had been documented. However, Ellis said Lee, the school superintendent, was the only one with access to the files. When Ellis told Lee about the horrific incident, Lee ordered McClendon and Counts to conduct an investigation into the incident instead of nullifying law enforcement or another state agency, the affidavit explains. This is where you get yourself in trouble. But when Lee contacted Police on February 14th. He refused to answer any questions or provide the documentation to which Ellis had referred, demanding that cops get a search warrant. The warrant was granted and executed the same day. During the search, investigators were given access to notes written by McClendon and Counts that documented the incident. According to the affidavit and emails between all five, they were reviewed by police. It was made very clear that a sexual assault had occurred and the school had a duty to report. The David continues, noting that there were several multiple emails exchanged and that several of the administrators refused to report the incidents. The five were arrested Wednesday and released on a $5,000 bond. That is a low bond. What are we doing? It is still unclear whether they have retained lawyers to speak on their behalf. On Thursday, police arrested a student involved in the alleged attack. Authorities announced no further details has been released. And the student, who is a juvenile, has not been identified. Obviously, he's a freaking small child. Here's my deal with this. That is disgusting. You guys know that... Mm, Breathe. With me having siblings, alright? And I've always been the guy to look after my siblings. Just hearing that, you know better. Everybody... Almost everybody on this planet has siblings. There's only a small migration of people that are probably only children. But a large part of people have siblings out here in this world. Let's call a spade a spade. So, if I would have heard that about my sibling being assaulted by somebody, yo, there's nobody that's going to stop me. I would have wrecked that person right there in their face. But let me talk, let me say this about these adults right here. It was confirmed that a sexual assault did happen from multiple email exchanges from them. So they had a duty to nullify the police, but they didn't. How do we allow this to happen? How do we literally allow this to happen? This is why a lot of parents have to run up into these schools and almost... I want to give parents the legal authority to start smacking up on certain teachers and principals once they find some stuff out. I want to say that, but I can't because that's not right. And legally... That's not right to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't do that. Even though, in my heart of hearts, if that were to happen to your kid, I don't think anybody in this world would blame me for running up and start beating the mess. Or as this Christian school would have it. The holy crap out of somebody in this school. Are you kidding me? Somebody's son got sexually assaulted by somebody and you mean to tell me these adults, these people that are in charge, these authoritarian people know about it and they still do nothing. We have an investigation inside the school, but once you find out that it actually did happen, you don't alert the authorities. What? Okay. I don't know if the guy that did it has a rich father or these people give a lot of money. I don't know if this is a legit, I, I don't know. Cause you know, I don't want to say that because, you know what, a lot of things happen, but it is a private school. If it's a private thing, guess what, you have to pay to get in there. So, that kind of leads on to the situation. So, I'm not sure if the person that did, the person's child that assaulted someone, comes from a rich family that happens to donate money to this Christian, private Christian school. I don't know that. I'm just saying, for me, as a person on the outside looking into this type of situation, you would think, Okay, something's not right here. Either somebody's giving a lot of money up, or somebody has some personal connections to these people. And that's the reason why a police officer hasn't been nullified of this. Something, something. You can use your own brain for this. It's just discussing how a a kid got sexually assaulted. He tells the people, he tells them the next day, hey, yo, I got sexually assaulted by this person, bang, bang, bang. The two people are notified about it. They tell the other people, hey, look into it. We don't alert officers about this. That's disgusting. You have to alert officers of this type of magnitude because so guess what? They can roll up in here and get the notes and they can investigate this type of thing. And, okay, let's play devil's advocate here since we're still doing the Christian thing here. Devil advocate here. You guys do the investigation yourself. Okay. And you happen to find out that it did happen. You're supposed to go to the police next. Why didn't you? That's the biggest question next. Why didn't you? Why didn't you go to the police with this? Why? Somebody got to an answer for that. Somebody has an answer for that. And I'm hoping that somebody does answer for this. And let me speak to the legal system here. You release these nasty, sick, perverted people on $5,000 bond, so they only got to pay literally $500? They know about a child getting sexually assaulted by another individual, an elder person, a 9-year-old to a 10-year-old. It doesn't matter. Somebody still got sexually assaulted here. That's disgusting, man. How do you guys allow that to happen? How do you guys, as a legal system, allow these people to get out with a bond of $5,000 each? Come on, that's... Somebody gotta answer for this. Seriously, somebody has to answer for this. This doesn't make sense. But you know what? It is what it is with a lot of things. Cause you know what? The legal system is the legal system. And you know what? We want to change it so bad. We want to. When you see, see, when you hear about stories like this and you hear about the legal system, you think, okay, the legal system is gonna be this way, this way. No. No. No, no, no. Athew has have const- you have constantly seen stories. See how much somebody's bond is gonna be. You look into it, and it doesn't turn out what it's gonna turn out. After you've seen this happen time in and time in and time in again, your your faith in the legal system becomes really, really down and dumps dumps and down into the trash can, if you will. This whole thing is trash. This whole freaking thing is trash. These five individuals are trash individuals. The legal system that got these people out on five thousand dollar bond each. Trash. Ugh. I can't even crap on the police department for this one. Because you know what? The police department did their job. They hear about it. They heard about it. They investigated Guess what? They did their job. They did it. This is the instance where police officers actually did do their job. They ain't got time for this. They come up in there. Hey, yo, what's going down? We investigated. We look into your emails. How many times have we seen and heard about police officers re- looking into something, we never heard nothing about it since. This one we at least did hear something about it, and I never knew nothing about this until looking into this. This is a disgusting thing. I hope that 9-year-old gets some type of help and some type of therapy, because you know what? Being sexually assaulted, also with a baseball bat, dog. That's disgusting, yo. I don't even... Yo, get that kid some help, literally. If you are hearing this now, which, again, if you are hearing this kid... Get some help. If you're the parents of this kid, please get your kids some help. Get your kids some therapy. Get because he's gonna need it. He's gonna need it for in the future. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna need this in the future. He's gonna need some therapy. So please get your kids some therapy. Talk to him. See how he's doing and all this type of stuff, man. This is this this was a sick one. This was literally sick. And it's sickening because I have siblings. And if I would have if a sibling tells me something like this. There's no way I'm waiting. There's no investigation happening. I'm going off and I'm stalling on somebody. I'm what? It ain't even. (laughs) It ain't even even about it. It's going to be just on site. I'm running up, clapping somebody right in the air, and that's it. But again, I don't condone violence. Don't do that. I'm just saying if I was approached with this, I would do this. I g two. I'm not condoning you guys, the public, to do it. So I just want to also publicize that as well. Now, on to a next topic. Ah, as it reads, this come from Yahoo News. Two teens were fighting in a New Jersey mall. One of them is black. Guess which one got arrested? As the article reads, two police officers in Bridgewater Township, New Jersey, are being investigated internally after they arrest a black teenager and not his lighter-skinned counterpart after they broke up a fight between the two at Bridgewater Commons Mall on Saturday. Video captured of the incident shows the two male teens face-to-face intensely, exchanging words and then throwing punches. Less than 20 seconds in, law enforcement jumped into action and stopped the brawl. Officers were in the area thanks to a community tip, according to the Bridgewater Police Department. An An independent law enforcement expert Interviewed by Yahoo News noted that the information contained in the tip may have played a role in the officer's actions, but a legal expert disagreed and criticized what appears to be biased caught on camera. The footage shows a female officer grab one teen while a male officer tackles and handcuffs the black teen. The female officer sits the white passing teen down on the couch and then turns to help her partner arrest the black teen who has been identified as 14-year-old Kai. According to media reports, the names of the officers has not been released and both appear to be white. Speaking to New York City based WPIX, the other boy involved 15 year old Joey, who identifies himself as Latino, told the outlet he was confused about why he wasn't also detained. I knew it was wrong and I knew there was going to be problems when they did that. Joey told the outlet they didn't go for me. I don't understand why. He added, I even offered to get handcuffed as well. The phone video shows him clenching his wrists together at one point. I did see the video. He did do that. Other teens at the scene showed confusion, while one person in the background on video is heard saying it's because he's black, racially motivated. The Bridgewater Police Department has now called for an internal affairs investigation with assistance from the Somerset County Prosecutor's Office. Listen here. We're going to do this. This is going to be a this and that back and deal, but it doesn't It doesn't suit well with the officers. I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. It doesn't look good for the officers in the video. It doesn't. Because I've seen the video. I even played it back twice just to make sure I wasn't like overlooking something. No. It's down in the middle as you obviously see it. The kid gets pushed. Black kid pushes the other kid. The other kid pushes the back. The black kid swung on the kid. Now those two are fighting. They're brawling there yada 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 then you see the officers running up in you see as the thing said the female officer grabbed the latino uh teenager put him on the couch he sat right there while the man officer he does give a little he does tackle the black teenager who's already down on the ground at this time might i add and he starts trying to handcuff him and then you see the other uh officer the female officer go over to him and you see the both of them handcuff the black teenager, and then put him on the chair and you see the Latino uh, teenager get up and he started clenching his wrists together, he does make the indication like, yo, clinky clink, I I don't know what to say for this. This is called another case of officers not doing their job and seeing the whole picture. That's that's basically it. We all know what it is. Police officers and black individuals, again, we don't have the greatest relationship is not that hard to see ladies and gentlemen we don't have the greatest relationship with police officers it is what it is you know what it is i'm a black individual yo we see this every day it's not cool i just wish that yo if you're gonna if listen here if you see a fight and you break it up and you arrest one person you gotta arrest the other there's no way you just arrested one side of the fight no, you got to arrest both or you separate both and you talk to them. There's no, oh, we're going to arrest one and then we're going to leave. No, the only way you do that is if one of the parties have some type of weapon in their hand, like brass knuckles, a knife, or some of that magnitude. And then you're like, okay, they have a more, they are literally the focus of it. And then in the police mind or anybody else mind, they're willing to cause more physical violence to that person than the other person that doesn't have a weapon in their hand. Now that's whenever you got to cuff one party and not the other. But when both are freeballing, and I mean just hand-to-hand combat, just fist knuckle up, yo, you gotta arrest both of them or you sit both of them down, and that's it. I don't know what more to tell you. Uh, Governor Phil Murphy did tweet this out. Although an investigation is still gathering the facts about this incident, I'm deeply disturbed by what appears to be racially desperate treatment in this video are committed to increasing trust between law enforcement and the people they serve. That was his tweet. I'm not sure how much that is. Again, you know what it is. I know what it is. We see it every, well, almost every month. There's always an article. There's always some type of video footage of police officers doing a black person wrong and it further perpetuates the narrative of officers and black people being on these off- these opposite ends of the spectrum instead of we're trying to bring both sides together so we can actually end this garbage that's been going on for years and decades now. Matter of fact, ever since we've ever since black individuals even got brought over here, it's always been that way. And we somehow haven't figured out a way how we get in this whole thing of black people with the cops and cops with black people. More cops with black people, because let me tell you something. Black people, we just do our own thing. We just be we walking out here and everything else. And then somehow cop be coming over here and then bothering somebody and it's been we've seen it it just doesn't make sense and right here it's it it doesn't look good for these officers it doesn't look good because it's not good and i just wish that they would have handcuffed the other latino uh individual especially because he had his arms ready there to be handcuffed but they didn't he gave you guys a layup he threw it up for y'all to slam dunk it and y'all just didn't even grab the ball to slam it in I mean, he hell married it for you. And you guys didn't even catch the ball to go into the touchdown. This kid gave you an easy win for you to say, well, we handcuffed both of them. No, you only handcuffed one. So again, we know what it is. It is what it is. That's all I got to say about that topic there. Another officer, and I didn't know this until (laughs) it popped up on the internet. And I'm about to get to you Apple for this because, again, I got to have a talk. New York Times did, uh, wrote that Kim Porter was sentenced to two years in prison for killing Dante Wright. If you don't remember, Kim Porter was the woman that killed uh, Dante Wright after she said that she was pulling on her taser gun, but she actually pulled on her gun and shot Mr. Wright after a traffic stop near Minneapolis. Okay? As the article reads, the former police officer who fatally shot Dante Wright during a traffic stop was sentenced to two years in prison on Friday, far less than the standard of about seven years for manslaughter, after a judge said leniency was warranted because the officer had meant to fire her taser and not her gun. Jurors convicted the former officer, Kimberly Porter. On two counts of manslaughter in December, they found that she had acted recklessly when she fired a bullet into Mr. Wright's chest after warning that she was going to stun him and yelling, taser, taser, taser. Ms. Porter, 49-year-old white woman who served in the police force in Brooklyn City, well, Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis, resided two days after the shooting in April during a time of chaotic protest over the killing of Mr. Wright, a 20-year-old black man. See what I mean? Do you see what I mean? When are we going to do this? Literally, when are we going to do this? When are we going to finally get done with this? When? Oh my God. Seriously. Uh, as the thing reads, Judge Regina Chu sentenced Miss Porter on only the most serious count, first-degree manslaughter. In accordance with Minnesota law, the state's sentencing guid- guidelines list the felony count as having a presumptive punishment of a little more than seven years in prison, though the maximum... Penalty is 15 years. Judge Chu said the case was far difficult, well, far different from most manslaughter cases as well as from other high-profile police killings. This is not a cop found guilty of murder for using her need to pin down a person for nine and a half minutes as he gasped for air. The judge said, referring to Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis officer who was convicted of killing George Floyd, she added this is a cop who made a tragic mistake. She drew her firearm, thinking it was a taser, and ended up killing a young man. Judge Chu handed down the sentencing sentence shortly after Miss Potter sobbed while apologizing to Mr. Wright's family in court on Friday. I am so sorry that I brought the death of your son, Miss Potter said, speaking directly to Mr. Wright's mother. She said, Katie, I understand a mother's love, and I am sorry I broke your heart. My heart is broken for all of you. Dog, there's no way. Get out of here. Get out of here. See, here's the deal with that. See, seeing that Paul apo- hearing that apology, and just even reading that, that's not that's not good enough. That's not good enough, and it also doesn't go into the thing because it was also wrote out on a Friday that um, Dante Rice's mother was upset seeing Kimberly Potter's mugshot. You see, in her mugshot, she is smiling in the mugshot. So now that. Adds in with her getting a two year sentencing. Yeah, she here. Dante Wright didn't get justice at all, and the mother's not going to get justice at all because her baby is dead. Her son is dead. The person that she was caring for for 20 years is dead. Are you kidding me, bruv? This. this it is what it is. Police officers doing what they're doing, but they keep on saying that it was a mistake. It was a mistake. She fired her taser and not her, and she meant to fire her taser and not a gun, but she ended up grabbing a gun. It was a costly mistake, a tragic mistake. You keep on hearing what I'm saying here? A mistake. Now, I say it and I'll say it again. We are allowing this to go on and we are allowing this to happen because of the badge that a cop is wearing. They are legally able to kill somebody and get away with a Godfrey because they are wearing a badge. I gotta say this constantly because it's the truth and I want people to understand it. Cops get away with making a fatal mistake like this and they get two years. Two years. How how? She should have gotten seven. Literally seven if you think that. That's the that's the standard for your law. As I just read, that's the standard for them. Seven years for something like this. But you guys, in the maximum is 15. Could have given her the standard. Seven years. But no, you decide to give her two years. See, this ain't, this ain't even right. This ain't fair. This ain't none of that. What are we truly doing here? What are we saying? Are we just saying that yo, y'all can just accidentally kill a black person or kill somebody and they can get away with it? What, what are we doing? Seriously. Hmm? What are we doing? Oh yeah, they did have this also in the article too. In 15 previous cases over the past two decades in which officers said they confused their weapon, three were convicted of a crime including two officers who fired fatal shots. Johannes, I can't say whatever his last name was, a transit officer who shot and killed Oscar Grant III at a train station in Oakland, California in 2009, was sentenced to two years in prison. Robert Bates, a volunteer sheriff's deputy in Tulsa, Oklahoma, was sentenced to four years in prison after he shot and killed a man while meaning to fire his taser. What are we doing? Yeah, we got to change these up because let me just say this right now. If I bust into your house and I'm going in there to steal jewelry, right, and I accidentally shoot you and I have a thing on me, am I going to get less time? No, I'm probably going to get a whole lot of time. Because you broke into somebody's house, one, and then two, you shot somebody. You're going to get time for that. Even though you're going to easily say, well, your honor, my client meant to. No, it doesn't matter what you meant to. It's the end result. Somebody's dead. That's all that ever truly matters. The end result. Yes, you're there. Cool. You have the footage. You see it. But what is there? Somebody is dead now. Somebody is not able to see their family. Somebody is not able to hug their people like they were going to do and like they were doing a couple of days before, weeks before, months before, years before this incident happened. So what are we doing? Hmm? Two years is not enough. You should have given her seven. You could have given her 15. You could have given her 10, 11, 9, 13. You know the count. You could have given her those type of freaking years, but you didn't. You stuck with two. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. This, oh my god. You know what? Again, it is what it is. I'm a black man. It shouldn't be that uh, shocking to me. But again, things happen to shock me way much more than I give it credit for. I did. I did not. Ah, uh, know this was happening until. I looked online and I had to find topics and this one popped up like a freaking Rudolph red nose out of the freaking darkness. It popped right to me and I said, yo, I didn't even know this was going down. So let me transition this over to Apple. Apple, you guys inform us of everything going on in this world. If it's a big highlight incident, big highlight situation. Why on God's green? Did I not get highlighted with this? Why did this not pop up on my phone about Dante Wright's uh, situation and Kim Kimberly Potter being sentenced for two years. This should have popped up on everybody's phone. Especially with we're still in the era, we're still in the transitional phase of Black Lives Matter. We're still in that phase of if something big happens now and we're trying to get bad officers or officer incident onto the news, which it does happen. We're trying to get all these type of things and we're trying to be aware of these things. Why wasn't that a popped up on my phone? You guys pop a whole lot of crap on my phone, you guys are popping up the Winter Olympics on my phone, and no disrespect to the people in the Winter Olympics though but this ain't the Summer Olympics, that's where people be really focusing on the Winter Olympics is like a it's like a yawn, and I hate to say that to the athletes there, but it's true it's true, you can hate me, you can say whatever you want, it's true people look forward more to the Summer Olympics, but Apple you guys give us Winter Olympics updates on my phone that I didn't ask for but you don't give me a serious news update like this, which should be on everybody's phone. Fix that, Apple. Seriously, fix it, and also justice system. Fix this too, because this is unacceptable. It's it's trash. It's not great. I just feel sorry for Miss Dante. Writes, "Uh, mother, I feel sorry for her." So again, I'm sending my prayers to this woman. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the justice system truly failed you. I I really am sorry for that. Getting onto another topic here, Daily Beast did write an article. The Queen will help pay Prince Andrew's fourteen million dollar legal settlement, but the royal damage is done. As the article reads, Prince Andrew has agreed to pay Virginia Roberts, uh, more than twelve million, almost twelve million euro almost $14 million, in American, to settle her rape case against him out of court, and he will be using money from the Queen to pay Virginia, the Telegraph reported late Tuesday. The Queen has already spent millions of dollars footing her shamed son's legal bills. The announcement of the settlement earlier in the day was both surprising and not. Students of the American law have been keen to the point, out in recent months that ninety seven percent of civil cases in America are settled out of the court. But the messaging by the legal teams of both Andrew and Virginia that they would not settle their court case and that only an outright victory would do, many have led some to believe that Virginia's civil suit was destined to be one of the three percent that goes to trial. In fact, the suit in which Virginia was seeking unspecific damages accused Andrew of raping her three times when she was a teenager under Jeffrey Epstein's control was settled Tuesday, and unexpected announcement on behalf of both sides confirmed the deal had been struck. The Telegraph said the deal had been hammered out at the weekend. Whether it was for $50 million, well, $50 or $50 million will never be officially known, but both sides agreed to keep the terms of the deal secret, although Andrew has pledged to make a donation to Virginia's charitable foundation, the size of which many urge in regularity filings, yo. Listen, all right. So he gave he's giving her money. They killed that on the outside. They they were able to get that together, squash the whole thing. They didn't want to get into a uh, suit in front of the entire world and let actual people and the media be in there to actually hear the cases and the testimony between both of them. Cause let me tell you something. I don't know how that would have went. It would have looked bad on Andrew. But I knew people would have slandered the God honest out of Virginia because Andrew's under the royal, the monarchy, if you will. And again, the monarchy is the monarchy, bro. You're going against the monarchy, you gotta you got some uh, you gotta be able to withstand that type of media traction you're going to get, because you're going to get a lot of media traction, whether it be the British publication or the American publication. you're going to get a lot of traction because you're going after a royal. And that's a hard thing to do. And Andrew was able to take care of this, get all that crap done, and just, you know, give me this, or matter of fact, I'll give you this, or it was either Virginia's team to say, hey, yo, give me this, and we won't have to go to court. I don't know what or whose side throughout the first one, but let me just tell you something. If this thing would have went public, this thing would have made legitimate, constant CNN news, constant 360, not 365, because it wouldn't have been a all-year situation. It would have been 24-7 constant thing because people would have been updated and wanted to know what's going on with this Prince Andrew thing because, again, one of the Royals caught up in the Jeffrey Epstein thing, dog, that is wild. So now with that being handled, I wonder how Andrew's going to be taken care of in back in England. It's weird. Again, seeing one of the Royals being caught up in the Jeffrey Epstein thing, Andrew being caught up in it, it's just a weird deal, and I want to know how the British media is going to treat Andrew. Are they going to say that he got that he's paying for some woman that said that you have that you had sex with her when she was underage? Are they going to treat him as a monster? Are they going to treat him as a victim? See, these things we don't know unless you're over there in England. And if you are an England listener to this, please email me because I want to know how the England, uh people are going to treat Andrew, or what's the reception, or how's it, how's it feeling out in the air over there, because you guys have television, you guys have media, I don't keep up with a lot of international news, but this one, I kept my eye personally on, because again, it's part of the royal family, and whenever the royal family makes a big headline news in a not-so-great way, aka last year with Harry, Meghan talking about their situation on the Oprah Winfrey, about Their time over there in England. It just makes a big... It makes makes big headlines. So, this one, I wanted to make sure I kept my eye on it. And I want to know how they're going to treat... How do the people... How do they feel about Andrew? You don't hear much about Andrew. You hear much about Charles. You hear much about Harry. You hear much about William and all everybody else. Like the main ones and even the Queen. But you don't hear much about Andrew until this happen so i want to know how the uh english citizens the civilians are feeling about andrew how do they feel about the monarchy so again if you are an english listener to me please email me please because i would like to know what they are feeling but again that's just the update on that for uh that and is i'm okay i'm cool that i'm glad that they uh settled it out of court because seeing it I would have loved to have seen the testimony, personally, just for the journalistic side, just to hear the type of things, because if I were to hear from her how it was over there and these island parties and all these type of things, this can be a fair warning, a more fair warning for the women and or also men out here as well that get grabbed up and nabbed up in the fame and the highlight, in the high life of these celebrities and these people that, yo, you need to look out for yourself. You need to watch what you're doing instead of just taking up these opportunities. Hey, you want to go to Dubai? Hey, you want to go to Italy? Hey, you want to do this and that? Listen, if you go over there, know what you're doing because guess what? You are taking a free trip and you think you're not getting... You don't think they want something in return. No, they want something in return from you. And it might be some type of activities of two adults getting it in with each other. Or in your case, or in Virginia's case at this time, She was a minor, a 16-year-old, and Andrew was an older individual. I'm just saying this would have been a more big red flag for a whole lot of ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, a whole lot of podcasters to take this story and talk about it and say, yo, I want people, especially with social media now, and then making it way much more easier for people to get access to other individuals, to just grab them and say, hey, yo, you guys need to watch what you're doing out here because... You going on these free trips and you think they're free. They're not free. I would have loved for those type of testimonies to come out and people of these magnitudes to say these to these people. So until I hear it from them, you're going to hear it from me. So people that are high up in Instagram and you're a nobody, but you're somebody to the Instagram because you got a lot of followers. People that are high up in TikTok that are truly nobodies, but you're high up in TikTok because you got followers. Twitter as well, you're not, and what I mean by nobody, I mean you're not in movies, you're not in television, you're not a musical artist, you're not the people that the regular civilians like myself who don't have a TikTok, who don't know who's the high life, who the big people are on Instagram or Twitter or all this type of garbage, and I know your name. Listen, if you're not one of them, like the Ed Sheerans, the Denzel Washington, the Beyonce, Jay-Z, Drake, J. Cole, all these guys, you know the ones You know, the ones that are household names. If you're not them and you have to amass a whole lot of followers on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever the case may be, and you get invited to a free trip by a celebrity or another influencer, please don't think it's just free. It's not free. They're looking for something from you when you get there. So I want you to always keep that in mind because... I just want to point this out, once you go over there, it's always going to be your word against their word, and people are going to say, hey, yo, you took a free trip, you think it was free? No, you you given up something for that. So, I just want to keep that in mind, just for future references, alright? Now, since this is Black History Month, and I did kind of get, uh, I did get shunned, not shunned, I did get uh, a little chastised by my mother, she kind of told me, Joe, you been talking about black people and black history month and I mentioned that I talked about the black aviator last week but and she listened to that episode she's like okay but what about the one before that and the one before I was like okay I I hear you so here's black history month little segment well, on our little segment a black history month segment for you I looked up online and this is coming from the history.com and they have an article right here and it's titled simply eight black inventors who made daily life easier and i'm gonna read off the inventions that they made and i'm gonna read off the names of who made it uh, the first one is a uh, sarah boone in 1892 and she made an improved ironing board the next invention was home security system and it was co-invented by Mary Von Britton Brown in 1966. And the backstory for this is before security systems became a fixture in the homes. An African-American nurse, Mary Vaughn Britton Brown, devised an early security unit for her own home. She spent many, many nights at home alone in Queens, New York, while her husband was away. It felt unsafe with high rates of crime in her neighborhood. On top of that, police were unreliable and unresponsive, so she created a device that would help put her mind at ease. So we have the home uh, security system, thanks to a black woman, Mary Von Britton Brown. The next invention, the three-light traffic signal invented by Garrett, Morgan in 1923. You know what that is. It's the traffic lights, the red, yellow, and green. So that's one. Well, that's another one. Another one is a refrigerated truck invented by Frederick McKinley Jones in 1940. And if you don't know what a refrigerated truck is, I'll just put it simply for you. It's basically the stuff that carries like the ice cream and all these type of other products that needs to be cold to get from a store to another store or from a factory to the store locations, that's what a refrigerated truck is. So we have that thanks to a black inventor in 1940. Automatic elevator doors were invented by Alexander Miles in 1887. So instead of you walking up the stairs, you can get on the elevator that was created by a black man. The microphone, the exact same microphone that I use right now, microphones that you have on your cell phones, just the microphone alone was created by, well, co-invented, by James E. West in 1964, okay? And another one, carbon light bulb filament invented by Louis Lattimore in 1881. Even though Thomas Jefferson did do the light bulb, Louis Lattimore did, like, up the anti more because this light bulb was actually able to last longer. It was actually able to um, hold electricity more and go longer instead of just burning out as quick as a light bulb. So longer lasting light bulbs was created by Lewis Lattimore in 1881 and color IBM PC monitor and gigahertz chip co-invented by Mark Dean in 1980 and 1999. If you don't know what that is, A color IBM PC monitor is basically when you go on your computer now, you see color, you see all that stuff. That is that. Back then, they had straight up black and white computers. You only saw black and white. He helped put the color into the computers. So now you can see everything in color as you do on television, as you do on your tablets, as you do on your phones, everything else. This man helped invent and put that into the computers in 1989 and 1999 with the gigahertz chip so thank you mark dean that i didn't know none of this stuff until i looked it up at all i i take a lot of this stuff for granted which i'm pretty sure a lot of people take a lot of things for granted because you know what it's an everyday item is an everyday thing we just go buy it we don't really stop to take appreciation to these type of things but some things you know let's just stop and just really look at it because i ain't gonna front with you in college and especially one building alone. uh, There's a stairs on one side, and there's an elevator right there. I take the elevator every single time to go up to my class, but I take the stairs going down because I'm not fighting gravity going up. I'm not doing that. I that be- believe that's completely stupid. If you go on an elevator, it gets you there quickly, but I like going down the stairs because guess what? Gravity's helped pushing me right back down. That's my way of how I see it, but with these everyday items that we go and we use and we just drive by or any of these type of things, we don't really take the time to think about oh, who created this? Well, who created that? We always would think, oh, well, obviously, in my mind, I don't pay much attention to it at all. I don't. I just say, okay, it's here. Who cares? No, we need to care about sir We need to care about who created this. We need to care about who created these items that we're using, who helped better our future for us. So, I want to thank all these wonderful black inventors for helping create and helping improve modern life for us because you know without these type of things boy oh boy let me tell you something without a home security system a whole lot of y'all be getting robbed and burglarized much more especially you rich folks i ain't even going front y'all be getting y'all be getting molly right now a lot of people be wondering into y'all stuff because a lot of y'all ain't paying for security like that and i'm just gonna be blunt and personally even if you were to be paying for security some of your security would be be the ones who'd be orchestrating the plan to steal y'all stuff. So again, take that into consideration. The three light traffic signal, people are already reckless and dangerous now. That three light traffic signal, it helps it out. But boy, imagine if that wasn't there, people would be going wild, wild west. We'd be really getting a whole lot of crashes, a whole lot of people be wanting to throw hands because people would say I was supposed to go first. No, you weren't. A whole lot of people get into a whole lot of just violence with that. Refrigerated trucks, a whole lot of your ice creams would be melted. You wouldn't be getting able to get milk. You wouldn't be able to get all these frozen dairy, frozen food, frozen veggies. You wouldn't be able to get all these type of things if it wasn't for that being invented. The elevator, I told you my experience. I like the elevator way much more in one specific building than the others. Hey, you, everybody's using an elevator. A microphone, right now as I'm using. Podcasting wouldn't be available. Radio wouldn't be doing it. People wouldn't ever be able to use and create music and recording a lot of things that our microphones use that people use microphones for we wouldn't be able to do now the light bulb how many people use a light bulb yes we would have a rinky-dink light bulb that probably burn out where probably within a day or two but these long-lasting light bulbs yo dog we all have light bulbs in our house so again these are things we don't like pay attention to well technically until it burns out and we had to get another one. That's when we pay attention to it, but we don't appreciate it. And also, the color in your computers. How many times have we seen black and white television? Especially if you go like to a old school like, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say Hallmark, but I think TV Land at one point will show like old school. I think they still show like the Andy Griffith show, and his stuff is like black and white. Imagine watching your shows black and white on your screen. Imagine watching some of your Netflix shows on your laptop, black and white. You will be miserable. As a matter of fact, if... Let's just say, out of the blue, computers go black and white again. You mean to tell me people ain't gonna throw a big old hissy fit about that? People gonna be saying, where's the color? I can't see none of this stuff. Where is... Yo. So again, appreciate it and look into the history on a lot of these things. Me, I'm gonna try to do that. I'm not perfect. So, don't think I'm Standing on a soapbox here. I'm not. I'm just saying. Yo. I'm glad for it. And also. The improved ironing board. A lot of people still use ironing boards. To iron their stuff out. Again. You got to. You got. You got to pay homage to these people. We got to. And I want to thank these people. For creating these things. And also. Improving our lives. Incredibly. Improving our life. Our day to day life. Every single day. Now. With that all being said, let me give you my social media links so I can get you guys out of here. On Twitter, you can find me at, at MyTwoPodcast, Instagram, mytwocentspodcastg G2, and email me. You can email me at MyTwoCentsPod at yahoo.com. This email's for anything. You can either email me if you don't know who to talk to, if you feel depressed, if you feel suicidal, if you need somebody just to talk to because you feel happy, you don't know who to talk to. I mean, my email is open I mean, it's basically open to the world. It's free game. You can email me about anything, and I'm here for it. You. you can email me because you want me to uh, hopefully be a sponsored guy for you want to sponsor me for something and me be a guy to endorse your thing. That's cool, too. Only thing I will, I will accept it is if you like send me something, then I'll know it, what it is, and then I'll probably like test it out because I don't want everyone to endorse something that I personally don't uh, use or I would never use in my life. Because I don't like to lie to the public. I don't like doing that. I don't. I find that disgusting. So, there's that. Uh, I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Audible, and Amazon Music. Again, these are the same uh, podcast stations that have allowed me to do what I want. Say what I want without no repercussions come towards me even though there hasn't been any type of people coming after me so i'm glad for that as well i enjoy everybody that has been listening to the podcast i had people in the netherlands popping in on last week's episode which i was uh, incredibly thankful for people in australia people in the u.s obviously because this is the home base um i just want to thank everybody else out here in the world that has been listening to the pod i really appreciate it i want to thank you seriously Um, I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I hope you guys have a great week. Also, I do want to thank you guys for keeping your uh, Valentine's Day uh, stuff to yourselves this year. I didn't see a lot of that, as you will see throughout the past years. I didn't see a lot of people posting stuff up on Valentine's Day. So I'm glad you guys did uh, heed the warning or somehow you guys got the message across. So you keep that to yourself. So I'm glad you guys did do that. Anyway. Have a great sunday i hope you guys have a great week please be safe out there please say your prayers please don't be a dick be uh nice to everybody you don't know what people are going through Also, I want to give condolences to Tyrese as well. He lost his mom this week. So everybody please email Tyrese or tweet Tyrese out and just say, uh, RIP or I feel sorry for you. Something like that because again, he lost his mother. He cared for his mother, me being a mother's boy, I don't. And I, and I still have my mom here. I don't know how I will feel if my mom were to go away. Um, but yeah, please, uh, please send Tyrese some strength and some prayers and just all that type of good stuff. Now, I want you guys to always remember. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you all. I thank you for paying attention and thank you for checking out My Two Cents Podcast, Episode 62, which is entitled It Is What It Is. This has been My Two Cents Podcast, presented by G2 well, hosted by D2, he is I and I am him. This is a goodbye, this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again next week. Also, please check out the bonus episode you guys will be getting today, but only if you're a wrestling fan, only if, because I will be throwing out today uh, the Elimination Chamber, um, my review of that as well. Anyway, now with that all being said, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, Uh Jesus wet.